I'm telling you, Gandalf, tribals, they're out. Understood. So we should get like YOLO written on our ankles. Agreed. In the land of Middle Earth, tattoos are back in style. I really don't think you should get that butterfly tattoo on your lower back. Always you must meddle. It looks trashy, I think. That's absurd. Gandalf called it a tramp stamp. He's a foolish fellow. I just wish we could get something a bit more cool. The dragon has long been on your mind. Yeah, I want the dragon full sleeve on my arm here, yeah. I do not feel I can condone such a quest. But coming up with a good design is tricky business. So what kind of tattoo should I get here? Me? There's no way I'll get your portrait on my chest. And where else should I be? Nowhere on my body. Well, that's decided. No, it's not. It'll be very good for you. It's not happening. I shall inform the others. No, shut up! Shut up! You want an anchor, a rose, or a heart that says mom? All of them at once, I suppose. Well, I'm getting YOLO on my forehead. Their new ink will define them. Those YOLO tattoos we got, apparently they're so last year. Who did you kill? Well... Saruman was being all smug about his tramp stamps, I told him. Oh well, at least we got our tattoos on our ankles. What? The Hobbit. An unexpected tattoo. Coming soon. Welcome to the Draft Podcast. This is episode 14B. We want to welcome you back. Thank you for listening. My name is Adam Smith, and with me, as always, on the other end of the line, Mr. Bill Decker. Hey, Bill. Hey, everybody. (laughs) No, that's all I got. Okay. I I just had a flashback of the Muppets, and I I don't know why, but... (laughs) Who is that character? It's like, hey, everybody! Anyway... Um, and that's going to make it into the podcast, and people who are listening to us for the first time will not listen any longer. So, sorry about that. <laughs> but, we are doing the second half of our Lord of the Rings draft, where we are drafting some of the more extraneous characters. Some of them not so extraneous, big parts of the movie, like like Gollum, are in this. But, some of them are, are more fringe characters that you don't see all that much, but are going to be fun to draft and connect with comic book characters, which is where we are drafting the characters from. So that played out weirdly last time in a fun way, I thought, where some of it, some of it was a, a physicality thing, some of it was a personality thing, some of it was the look, which is kind of the physicality thing. Some of it was the, was the rhyme to a ring. <laughs> some of it... <laughs> When I listened back to that, I loved it again. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so, so we are we are doing that draft again, part part two, draft fourteen B, with nine characters from Lord of the Rings that were not in the Fellowship, and we're not going to list them for you. You'll hear them as we go. And was there any other qualifiers that that? You wanted to clear up? I didn't. I can't think of anything. Uh, nope. I'm I'm good to go. All right. Well, let's let's start it up then. I've got the first pick because this was your topic. This was a, a nice thing for me to get to do this twice in a row. <laughs> I hate I hate that. Yeah, yeah. I get I get that. <laughs> I get that. But I'm going to start with probably the most major of the extraneous characters, and that would be the character Gollum. Gollum was a weird, big-headed, pale creature that crawled around in the muck and spoke funny. And he was a little crazy, had big ol' eyes, and I, I only had one pick for this. I couldn't get past the look. And, and a lot of this, I think, really, really works for this character. 
group of characters, actually, but pick a random one. It probably doesn't matter. Maybe one of the ones that was part of the Future Foundation. (laughs) But for Gollum, it makes a lot of sense to me to cast a Moloid. Oh! Yeah. (laughs) Because even the way they walk... Yep. ...is is very Mm Gollum-like. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I think it's great on, on two levels. One, I, I think your pick is great. Uh-huh. And I think it's awesome that it's not who I picked. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a second there, I'm just like, uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> but then I realized ah, I picked a DC person. Oh, yeah, you're He's safe. probably not going to go there. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have any DC guys on here. I do have some people that probably will surprise you because it's a little outside of my area that I read in Marvel comics, but they're still in Marvel. So I know enough about them to use them. Right. Right. But, uh, great. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. For the look and the, uh, otherworldliness, I guess. Yeah. They, they really fit the bill (laughs) really, really well. Yeah. Yeah, they'd have they'd have a really good look. They even seem to speak funny, and and the big eyes are are a a sell. Right, right. Ah, <laughs> great. Yeah. Who you got? Well, it's like who who do I start with? Right, you know. But I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna start with Galadriel. Okay. Because although she has little bit pieces throughout all three movies, yeah, but but no, and and just one part in the first one, and and that's really the most pivotal one. The creepy that's scene, the one that that's the one you know that really shows you what she's about. Mm. You know, especially that scene where Frodo offers her the ring. Right. Yep. That's the iconic Galadriel scene. Yeah. And and it's that scene that uh, forced my pick. Okay. Because no one in comics epitomizes that very scene better than Jean Grey. My first pick for that one. Absolutely. The The... Even somewhat demure character, especially early on, and then turns into the Phoenix, the creepy, weird-talking Phoenix. She exactly. is absolutely the best pick for that. I, I, I can't think of another character that has that that certainly a female character that has that level of dichotomy between the two aspects, and. Yeah, she's she has to be cast in that role. She's she's the best pick, no doubt. Exactly, and so so I had to. If if you didn't start with Galadriel, I had to go with her first just to make sure I got Jean Grey. Yep, yeah, it's a phenomenal pick. I I let that one fall too far, but the Moloid was just so perfect for Gollum. I had to start there. I did not have a good backup for that. Right. That's a great that that is the perfect pick for that character. It's probably the most dead on pick of even last draft. Yeah. Uh, other than uh Captain America is Aragorn. Right. That's that one is I, I really felt good about. And it made it really fun to put the Winter Soldier as Boromir. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> it worked out well for you. Yeah. So I'll go to my backup for Galadriel later, but <laughs> Yeah, that takes the pressure off, you know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm okay with my backup, but it's not as good as Jean Grey. Right. So I'm going to go to Elrond next. Mm. Elrond is serious. He's a kind of... hmm, Kids are going to listen to this. At least my kids are going to listen to this. (laughs) So I'm going to go with he's kind of a jerk sometimes. Yeah. He's very focused on his own people at times at the expense of others. And he can be very frustrating, but he's got the leadership characteristics where even people who don't like him listen to him and respect him, even if they're coming close to being ready to punch him in the face. And he's got pointy ears. 
So I couldn't think of someone who embodied all of that better than Namor. Hmm. Wow. You just messed up a totally different pick for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, so since I have to change that pick, mm-hmm. see, Namor was my pick for Theoden King. Okay. But uh, and I'll explain why when I get when I pick Theodokin, why I want a neighbor. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can I can see I can see your reasoning for mm-hmm. making him Elrond. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, he's got that kind of otherworldliness. Yep. That Elrond possessed, and yeah, Namer is older than most people. Yeah. <laughs> And he's, he tends to have that subdued way of talking. He, he comes off as arrogant even when he doesn't mean to. Right. Yeah, that formal speech pattern. I really thought about casting the Red Skull just because it was hilarious to me. <laughs> Hugo weaving either way. Right, exactly. <laughs> but didn't go there. <laughs> Number two. Number two for me. Yep. Um, let's see. All right. I'm going to go with Treebeard. Treebeard, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and this is just going to be so duh, it, it's almost stupid. It's probably going to take mine off the board then. Probably. You know, <laughs> it's... Good thing there's a blatant yeah. backup. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's got the look. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, he's got the look. <laughs> now, now, he doesn't have the vocabulary necessarily. <laughs> sure, sure. But I'm just going straight for, for looks yep. and effect. And so, you know, you may call him Treebeard, but... I am Groot. Oh, Groot. That's a great pick. Not who I had at all. Oh, but really? Yeah. No, that's a phenomenal pick, though. Of course he, yeah. And I should have been clued in when you talked about vocabulary. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> of course he's got the look. <laughs> Whenever I picture Groot, I see that little uh, dancing tree. Exactly. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a what a great pick. I mean, he's got he's got the size. He's got... The recoverability, you wouldn't want to be up against him in a fight. He looks like an ant, a, a bit of a small ant, but it, he looks like an ant. Yeah. Duh. He's a great pick. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I said, it was the, for me, it was like the most just, well, who else, who else would it be? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. I've got someone else that I think really suits it, but he's not a tree. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I'm going to go to Theoden. Okay. Now, Theoden starts out the movie being pretty sullen, pretty useless, and he's he's easily swayed in in that role thanks to thanks to Wormtongue. But when he's on, he's on. He he gets up and lays lays waste defends his people he's he's trustworthy and and so there's this this break in the in the character where he goes from you know being being useless to being really useful and so I, I thought of a character in of course the Marvel Universe that was largely useless for a stretch of time not because he had someone messing with him, but because he was a drunk. But when he got it together, he was amazing and charismatic and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> For Theoden, I've got t- Tony Stark. Huh. That's a great thought process behind that. <laughs> and, and yes, so... So works <laughs> on, on on so many levels because <laughs> you can hear Tony Stark, you know, when they say, you know, war's coming whether you, you want it or not, and him saying, "Last I looked, 
I was the king of this kingdom. <laughs> you know, you can see yep. Tony start pulling that out. Uh-huh. <laughs> saying, You're in my house. Shut up. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that arrogance or bravado or courage? Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. I love your thought process behind it. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, I, I've I've made a pick for the Kings. <laughs> no, I finally I scribbled down a couple names and I erased them and I finally <laughs> found one that I like. Good, <laughs> good. But I'm still going to give me some time before I go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, might as well. Um, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to cast Sauron. Okay. The main antagonist in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Sure. And for some, you know, and you're thinking, man, I need to find someone, you know, this guy wants to rule everything. Yeah. And, and not just be in charge. He wants everybody to be subservient and yep. he wants to control them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, who who is like that? Mm-hmm. And as soon as I kind of got that idea of Sauron, there's only one person okay. that popped into my head. And that's Dr. Doom. Yeah, I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Ruler of Latveria and repeatedly attempting to rule the world genius lots of dangerous things at his at his disposal given the way you're you're viewing the character which is very different than how i what i focused in on but because i focused in very much on that opening scene but okay you have a character who is a legitimate threat across the board who who would be someone that people would follow who could organize an army like that. And who, at least when, when you can see the fringes of the mask has kind of a, kind of a creepy eye. So I can, I can very much see him in that role and being somebody that you could follow that the bad guys would follow and who would be a legitimate threat. Yeah. And, and Dr. Doom is, He's a multiple team killer. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, this guy is is on the is on the radar of multiple superhero teams. Mm-hmm. And when he really pulls out this stuff, he's on the radar of every superhero. Yep, <laughs> you know, he's a guy that's on Shield's radar, <laughs> right? You know, so yeah, he's just yeah, he's the big bad. Mm-hmm. That everyone keeps an eye on. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and so using rings to infiltrate all these superhero teams to bend them to his will uh-huh. seems so like something Doom would do. That's true. That's true. I like it. You are, just so you know, uh, really quiet right now. Okay. So, I'm uh, I'm obviously going to cut this this little section where we're talking about it out, but right. uh, the levelator will help. I just uh, don't want it to distort. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. For my next pick, I think I'm going to go with Saruman. He is powerful but frail. He can. He certainly gave Gandalf quite a run for his money, and even early on was more powerful than him. And so we've got we've got a guy who, just by waving his hands, can do all kinds of damage. And I wanted someone who who had somewhat of the look who who looks like he'd be a guy that maybe you could just walk up and punch out. But you discover when you get up close that 
you're only as close as he wants you to be, and then he can fling you into a wall. So that had me thinking through a, a variety of villains. There's a, there's a few that seem to fit the bill, but the one that I liked best wouldn't be using a staff. He would be using a series of rings. So I cast the Mandarin. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's a great pick. <laughs> that, that's someone I thought of at mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, that really works, especially visually. Yeah, yeah. Visually, he works really, really well. But then, yeah, all the effects those rings give him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surely explains uh, what he's got going on. Right. That's a great pick. I like it. <laughs> Thanks. And I, and I liked it. I had thought of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm having fun with on this one is our thought processes. Our, yours is are interesting to me, and they're different from mine in a lot of ways. Exactly. Both in what we see in the Lord of the Rings character and in the comic character sometimes. Except for Jean Grey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Yeah. I, I like it. <laughs> so, my next pick. Right. I'm going to cast uh, Eowyn. I had a hard time with that one. Yeah, I, I didn't. Okay. This one this one came to me really, really fast. Okay. Eowyn, you know, the sister of Eomer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, the, the thing that got me, that made this so easy... Mm-hmm was when uh, that scene when she was practicing with the sword and Aragon comes up to her and refers to her as a shield maiden <laughs> of, of the Rehorin. Okay. And, uh, and, that, and that just clicked it for me because I says, you know what? There's, there's one character I know that's constantly referred to as a shield maiden. Uh-huh. And she's the shield maiden of Asgard. Uh-huh. The Lady Sif. Yeah, that's a that's a really good pick. That's a really good pick. I actually considered her for it, but I didn't know enough about the character to know that she was she was the Shield Maiden. So no, I I like that pick a lot, and especially knowing that about the character, that helps. And originally in in the lore, Sif had blonde hair. Oh, okay. And then the. Loki did something that, like, I think made it fall out. <laughs> and and so, you know, Thor and Odin and all of them got pissed at him and beat him up and said, listen, fix it. <laughs> so so he, he made her a wig. Mm-hmm. But then being the trickster that he is, when she put it on, <laughs> dark hair. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so one, one more little dig by Loki. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well, that makes my Aomer pick bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) And that's who I'll pick next. This is a character, Aomer, who was very faithful to his people, even when his people questioned him. And he was, he was reliable. He was a leader. He was someone that, that could very much be trusted because of his leadership qualities. He had, he had a lot of power at his, at his disposal. And I, I'm picking a guy who's got, who's got power at his disposal, less, less in leadership, but he's, he's someone who's very reliable to, to the people that he protects, even though there have been a number of times he hasn't been trusted by those people, those people who were concerned about him, unsure of who he really was, and made a little confusing for this pick in that he wasn't really one of them. He was from somewhere else. But he came in and and learned to care about these people and protect the people of Midgard. I picked Thor. The one character we had (laughs) (laughs) That's the same No, we had Jean Grey Well, and Jean Grey uh, You took one from me Yeah Yeah, It's 
for all those reasons. But <laughs> see, now, again, here's how we came to the same conclusion from different pathways. <laughs> okay. Because as I was thinking of this, I'm like, okay, I, who's someone that was faithful to his king? Mm-hmm. Got booted out of the realm. Mm-hmm. And then, but but then came back to save the day. <laughs> and not only that, but, you know, literally was the Calvary. And, yeah. And nobody, nobody is a bigger Calvary person to show up. Sure. Than Thor. <laughs> I would think maybe Beta Ray Bill, just because he's, you know, got a horsey face. But well, otherwise. That's, that's, that's. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for that, you know? he would match the shield you know, really well too. Eomir rides a horse. Better <laughs> build is is the horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My 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 backup for Eomir was a knockoff Thor too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. <laughs> So, so we came to the same conclusion from very different pathways. Yeah. Yes, we but, did. <laughs> but yeah, there is just literally nobody. I wrote down Thor and I just moved on. Because <laughs> yep. it just seemed, yep. <laughs> huh. So, except, you know, now I have to move on. Right, right. <laughs> That's why this is not just your average top 10 list podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Is now I have to scramble. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think we're halfway through now. So who yep. have you got for your but number I will, five? I will scramble while I talk about somebody else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'll go. Uh, I'll go back to Gollum. Okay. Uh, now, now for my thought process on this wasn't so much his look. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Although the person I I picked has a Definite look. Okay. And it's definitely different. Okay. So he does stand out. But uh, for me, it was, I needed someone who was obsessed. <laughs> someone that was just crazy <laughs> obsessed. Someone you could imagine having a conversation with himself. <laughs> okay. And also someone you can imagine that once he got the object of his obsession, mm-hmm. capering about and doing a little dance afterwards. <laughs> and for me, the person that epitomizes that thought process uh-huh. is the Joker. Yep, yep. As you explained it, that became more and more clear. <laughs> that guy's nuts. That guy's scary. And, I mean, he's even white. He's even like, and I don't mean white as in Caucasian. I mean yeah, white as in someone painted him white. <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, I, I love the logic behind that. The the insane, driven nature of that, of that character meshes really well with the Gollum character. Yes, you can see him having a conversation with himself because, yes, he's done it. And... A distinctive look, like you said. I mean, just make him shave his head, and you're a long way there. Right. And, yeah, I, I think that's a great pick for Gollum. No, it's Gollum in a three-piece suit. But, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> well, he's playing the role. He can he can change how he's he's dressed to fit in a little better with the role. Right. It, but he's probably also going to try and kill all the other actors just because he'll think it's funny. But yeah. that's the Joker for you. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Treebeard. Now, ah. my my Treebeard pick. I, I I wanted to go with someone who loved nature, someone who fit in very well with nature, and so I I kind of went with a character I actually don't know a ton about, but that I know. <laughs> Someone who, if you walk by in the forest, you might not even notice him because his look meshes so well with his surroundings. And and you may not find him in the forest. You may find him on the edges, 
you know, where there's a swamp. But for Treebeard, I've got Swamp Thing. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that That is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Probably looks more like Treebeard. <laughs> the group. It, it's kind of a meshing of the two would really take care of it, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Very protect the the natural realm type of a guy. Exactly. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I really like that. Again, because it came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. for me. Is is the, I think what I enjoy about it so much. <laughs> that is fun about this when uh, we can completely surprise each other. Yeah. Okay, my next pick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Saruman. Okay. Now, my, my thought process with Saruman is I needed someone who is powerful enough where people would go to him for advice. Hmm. And learned it enough. Someone who could, at times convince people that he was on their side hmm. but also someone who would make an army hmm. mm-hmm. but not just any army you know because he didn't just make orcs right he made orcs that could run during the daylight yeah. genetic modification or another way of putting it mutant yeah he made mutant orcs. And I'm, who would do that? <laughs> Magneto. Yeah? <laughs> would do that. Yeah? I can <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, the whole Senator Kelly thing from, from the X-Men movies, you turn, turning people into mutants. Exactly. Yeah. And and absolutely the way you the way you said that that he would be someone that people would go to. He's got the wisdom, he's got the leadership skills that people would follow him. And also that ambiguous nature. Sometimes Magneto's an X-Man. Exactly. Sometimes, sometimes he's led the X-Man. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> he's a complete psychopath that you don't want it to be anywhere near. That, exactly. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I like that pick. I mean, I liked it to begin with, but it, it's making more and more sense as, as I consider it. I, I like that a lot. And the, and the mutant aspect, that was a nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's just he's, he's got one of those qualities where, like you said, over the years, uh, he's become fairly ambiguous. Mm-hmm. You know, until he goes psycho, then, you know, okay, he's definitely a bad guy right now. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. has no compunctions. When he, when he goes psycho, has no compunctions about killing Right. It's especially those who he deems as less than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I am... I'm going to go with Eowyn, I think. We're, we're down to picks that I, I'm not as excited about, honestly. <laughs> Just like, uh... I guess I'll go with... And so that's where we are. <laughs> Eowyn... What I keyed in on is she was a character who started out as kind of a wimp and turned into somewhat of a dominant force. She she could hold her own at least as well as the guys around her, and that was not the case when we met the character in the movie. And part of that was who she was surrounded by, but part of it was there was just something awakened in her that created that, that that allowed this stronger person to come out. So as I look at, of course, the Marvel Universe, <laughs> there is a character that is kind of nerd, but then this stronger character does, in fact, come out. And... When she's kind of a nerd, she's a lawyer and a 
really good one. But when <laughs> when the strength comes out, she turns green and can throw cars for blocks, taking She-Hulk. Nice. <laughs> I like how you explained it. It's because it's, uh, it, it, the way you explained it makes it fit perfect. <laughs> Because <laughs> when you started explaining it, I thought you were going Invisible Woman. Uh huh. I actually considered her for that too. Yeah, because kind of the same uh, character development for her. Absolutely. And the and probably a, a really good fit from that standpoint because it wasn't as over the top as Jen Walters, but <laughs> right. But yeah, <laughs> I like the fact of yeah. In the Lord of the Rings, all of a sudden. (laughs) 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 Feminine rage monster. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Now, she'd have to tone down the fact that she's hilarious. Right. (laughs) But, yeah, that's that's great. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that. Yeah, I, I actually was set to pick a different character when I was talking about how I didn't like my pick very much, and I changed right. it as I was saying that, realizing, <laughs> you know what, I like this, I like this, I'm going to go with it. So there you go. I didn't That's even have her, I didn't have She-Hulk even written down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go with Elrond. Okay. Next. <clears throat> now for me, Elrond was the guy... <clears throat> That not only knew what should be done, but was willing to bring people together and force them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I when I when I boiled the character down to that essence, uh-huh. two names popped into my head. Okay. And and they're and they both work really really well, and so I don't really know. <laughs> Even right, which one I really want to do, other than with one, I get to do this. Because here, here's how I I see Elrond, this character playing Elrond in the, in the meeting of the minds. Mm-hmm. You guys have to listen to me and do what I tell you to do, or everybody dies. <laughs> I picked Batman. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that for sure. The 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 demeanor, the basically no sense of humor, the leadership quality that he has. Yeah, there's there's a real gravitas to to Batman that is really hard to question, and that goes along with the Elrond character as well. You don't have to like him, but you want to listen to him. Yeah, and he doesn't even care if you like him. Uh, absolutely, it <laughs> might serve his purpose better if you just didn't. Yeah, it, your 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 opinion on a vast or variety of things is irrelevant. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't ask you. I didn't have you come here to seek what your opinion was. <laughs> I, I asked you here because there's something I know that needs to be done, and I think you're the best guy to do it. Right. So shut up and go do it. <laughs> Yeah, I've got other things to do. <laughs> yeah, and also pointy ears. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and when we do our also rants, I'll explain my. Well, I can use the exact same explanation, <laughs> and, and this other guy fits fits it just as well. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, I'm gonna pick Galadriel now. Knowing that the best pick for Galadriel is off the table. (laughs) I like this one all right, but not as not as good as Jean Grey. Just just admitting that right now. But I'm gonna focus in on the aspect of Galadriel that she's got a, a quiet strength to her all the time. She is she's a reliable tactician. But at the same time, you don't want to mess with her. She's someone that you would call into into counsel and you'd want her her opinion on things. But at the same time, she can just be downright scary, as in the scene that you referenced, that 
a Phoenix change is really perfect for. So I wanted to go with a character that if without her on the on the table, without Jean Grey on the table, still a character who had her own Phoenix transformation. Someone who you you wouldn't want to mess with. Somebody who at times can be pretty scary. But most of the time has that very reined in and is very proper and handles even formal situations very gracefully, very well. So I've got a character who also spent significant uh, private time with Scott Summers, Emma Frost. (laughs) Wow. Good night. (laughs) It, it, I mean, she really does work, though. Yeah? She really does. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah. But she does. She works as that character. <laughs> Scott's got a type. It's uh, people who could be cast as Galadriel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a weird type, Scott. <laughs> But, hey, <laughs> it works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, not a very broad type. No, but, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, uh, the more I think about it, the, the more shocked I am is how well Emma Frost would work in that role. Yeah, yeah. Especially in that scene. Yes, where 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 the where the properness falls away, and mm-hmm. you see the raw power that's held in check. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. That's yeah, a good recovery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I I didn't mean that as a slam at all. No, knowing I... knowing that your number one pick was off the board, that's a really good. Recovery. Well, thank you. I <laughs> I do like that. I do like that one. Uh, I'm I'm happier with it as I've talked through it. Yeah, you should be. That's <laughs> that's a really solid pick. And even when she does that freaky moment, she could turn herself into diamond and really look disturbing. Right. <laughs> or she could not say anything and just be in their heads while she. Did. <laughs> yeah. Really. You're seeing me as very scary right now. Yeah. Look, I'm making you think I look like Jean Grey right now, turning into the Phoenix. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Emma was one of the Phoenix Five. She oh, okay. she did uh, get inhabited by a fifth of of the Phoenix when when that character came when the Phoenix Force came back to Earth and the Avengers fought the X Men again. Right. Right. So the five characters turned into uh, jerks. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even Colossus was a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I have two picks left, and both of them are picks that I had to change because of you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm going to go with Thade and King. Okay. Now, this is the one where uh, I originally had Namer. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I picked Namer because uh, when Namer got reintroduced into mainstream Marvel, uh-huh. he was an amnesiac. Yeah. And he had the long, scraggly hair and beard mm-hmm. until Johnny Storm finds him, cleans him up, splashes water on him, and he comes back into his full power. I remember seeing the scene of him him getting shaved by flame. <laughs> right. <laughs> so just just on that alone, because it's so mirrored what happened to Theoden. Yeah. That, that's why I wanted Namor. I Theoden. can see that. I can see that. Now, now I can't pick him. <laughs> right. So now I had to go with somebody else, and I had to go with someone. This is someone who... Um, when he was introduced, was under somebody else's uh, power, 
was enthralled by someone, um, or you could say programmed. Okay. And uh, so, so came in, and people weren't quite sure, you know, about him. Okay. And and then and then he fought off the programming, threw off his uh, oppressor, the person that who was uh, pulling his strings. Uh huh. And then was welcomed into the fold, and became a, a mainstay of the group. And uh, so it doesn't necessarily have that kingly thing. Okay. But it has a, definitely set apart and uh, has taken command at times. Okay. But uh, so I, I chose uh, the vision. Oh, okay. Sure, yeah. I, you could just program him to play whatever role you wanted, to play, wanted him right. to play. But... Yeah, he's he's got he's got that laid back demeanor that would work really well for the pre change Theoden, right? And there have been those times where his his not humanity but learned humanity, I suppose, comes through, and he's more of a dominant force. Mm-hmm. And so I can I can see him working well from from that standpoint. Definitely, kind of got that commander data thing going on. Yeah, and uh, just uh, uh, you know when when he does come into his own, you know, then all of a sudden he becomes uh, unassailable. Yeah, yeah. You know, in in his position, and so yeah, that, that's why I kind of went that way. It's not the strongest pick by far. I, I, <laughs> I much more like the namer. <laughs> oh, I can see why. I think your explanation of why is is really cool. I, I think we both had good reasons for wanting him in the different roles we we had. Right. But yeah, I mean, the vision the vision suits it. My problem with with that character is when I read him, which uh. was when he was very robotic. Not okay. just physically, obviously, but right. but he he did not have much personality. Yeah, that was a dark time. Yeah, yeah, and so it's it's been hard for me as I read that character to to get that out of my head. But I mean, they even wrote some of his dialogue in all caps, you know, just kind of right, just very dry. Yeah, and. I've always liked the character because he's so unearthly. Yeah, yeah. Especially when he's phasing through stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, know. man, that always irritates me. Kitty Pride <laughs> ripoff. He came before Kitty Pride. No, it's a Kitty Pride ripoff. <laughs> I don't have to qualify. <laughs> and only because I say so, not for any real good reason. Right. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. Well, at least there. he's not a computer genius like Kitty. I mean that—that that would be actually. What? Wait, wait. <laughs> no, that's not fair. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a dragon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I feel better now. But he does shoot fire out of his eyes. That's. Yeah, that's more of a Superman thing. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> Superman, even more robotic than Vision. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I got one pick left, and it's Sauron. And I, again, I I looked at the opening scene from the Lord of the Rings, the extended edition especially, where he's just wading through people and has this this big weapon that he's just crushing people with, launching them and just wiping people out with with his weapon. And he's big and he's powerful and he's scary. And... And so when I thought about a character who had a big, powerful weapon, who was scary, who was very intimidating, I went with the Executioner. 
Mm. Okay. Certainly when he shows up around a bunch of average mortals, he's going to lay waste. Yes, he is. <laughs> and he's going to tower over him. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was half storm giant. Half storm giant. Okay, yeah. So so he was like eight feet tall. <laughs> well, it works from a standpoint I didn't even realize. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My so main yeah. reference point for him is superhero squad. So I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, just a side note on the character. Yeah. His death is one of my favorite scenes in, in comic books. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when he, what, held the bridge? Yes. He's still alone at Galabru. And that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know that reference, then you know what I'm talking about. Right. I, I know the know reference it. only because you've told me. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I've seen some of the, the panels, I'm pretty sure. Well, you, you read the story. I gave you the books. Okay. That's why I can picture the panels then. Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> so now my last pick. You realize that I have more as Guardian characters than I do X characters in this draft. <laughs> I know. That's odd. <laughs> that's what but, I meant but, by I've got some of the weird, some weird but, picks for me. Yeah. But it's, uh, it fits the setting so well. Yeah, yeah. Very true. That's a good point. So, I, Aomir. Yeah. You know, I had Thor. <laughs> and uh, I can't use Thor. <laughs> so I have to use somebody else who's not Thor. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of Thor about that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I even like puns and that one hurt. but uh so again you know i had to pick someone who kind of had that uh this loyal but sometimes is is either outcast or feels like an outcast Mm -hmm. but uh when the chips are down and they're like we need the calvary this guy's especially for this team Mm-hmm. He's the cavalry. He's the big gun. <laughs> he's he's the tank. Okay, that's going to hold the line while everybody else you know, just give us more time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he he's the guy that that's never going to say die. That that's not going to quit. That's Matt Hardy, right? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Matt Hardy does not die anyway. I would not count on Matt Hardy. <laughs> no. I, okay, the only thing I would count on Matt Hardy for is to be high at a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I would count on Matt Hardy for. <laughs> oh, you're you're gonna win the you're gonna win the World Heavyweight Championship tonight. I bet you're high. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being reliable, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to sidetrack you. Just when yeah. someone says they will not die, it just makes me think of Matt Hardy. <laughs> but uh, so so as I had to pick someone who wasn't Thor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not <laughs> Thor to, and not Matt Hardy. Yeah. I, I had to get someone who is, you know, at least especially on that team, he was the Calvary. Mm-hmm. He was a guy who's like, hey, we just need something to hit really hard. <laughs> and uh, no one really fits that bill a whole lot better than the thing. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is a really solid pick. He's very reliable. Like you, like you said, a tank and an outcast. Yeah. When you, when you key in on that, he's obviously an outcast for different reasons, but still familiar with that, that role, that aspect and a valuable member of the team when you let him in. So yeah, that's, I, I like, I like your reasoning a lot. Still not Thor. <laughs> no, he's he's not. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't pick him in a fight with Thor. No, but no, I wouldn't. But still, you, you know, when you need a cavalry, yeah, he's a he's a pretty good cavalry. Yep. 
Yep, definitely. He's a guy that's taken on guys that have the power cosmic, and even though he would get battered around, he just kept coming. Right, yeah. Until the rest of the team's like, holy cow, yeah, keep doing that. <laughs> well, well, we try to figure out how to end this. Right, right. <laughs> you know, he was a guy that took on the champion of the universe. He's an elder of the universe. Okay. The champion, known for his uh, fighting prowess. Okay. And he was the guy that took him on. And he, although he didn't win, the champion just had to stop because he knew, yeah, I can physically beat this guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to beat this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because this guy won't stop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, yeah, and, and, and that's that's Ben Grimm. Yeah. Uh, to a T. Yeah. It's, Reliable, you got heart. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you have me outgunned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, I'm still coming. Right, right. <laughs> now, I like it a lot. I think that fits really well. I wouldn't want him riding a horse. But no. I think if it's really, maybe I, if that I horse was Beta Ray Bill, I don't. I don't think the horse would want him. Right? <laughs> no. All right, need new horse. <laughs> yeah. Every hundred, every hundred meters, there's a new horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, I think this whole Pony Express thing isn't your job. Thing. That's right. <laughs> when we said we needed to break a wild horse. We did not mean. <laughs> it's a figure of speech. <laughs> all right. So we've got also rands. And in my also rands, I've included two characters that we did not pick for this episode, but I really wanted to pick. So, yeah. So just running through them in the order that I wrote them. Sauron, keeping in mind that someone flinging people, I had the juggernaut as a backup. <laughs> for Saruman, I had Baron Mordo as a backup. Elrond, I had Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. For Theoden, from the not talking to then being very forceful when he spoke, I had Black Bolt. Oh, right. Aylmer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very drastic change. But for Aylmer, my backup was Thunderstrike. Okay. I always liked that character a lot. Eowyn, my backup was Polaris, just because I couldn't think of anyone. <laughs> Jean Grey, of course, for Galadriel. And my backup for Treebeard was Man-Thing, because basically Swamp Thing. Right. And then the two characters that I really wanted to pick, but but we didn't include them in this, because how many EE can't include everyone. Right. But Wormtongue, nobody is a better Wormtongue than the Purple Man. Right, right. And Arwen the Elf, I wanted to include her because I think that when you've got just a complete butt kicker that you would not expect to be a complete butt kicker, female character that has got long brown hair even, no surprise, I'm taking the computer geek ninja Kitty Pride. <laughs> See, now for Eowyn, or Arwen, mm-hmm. uh... My, my thought process is, was, uh, you know, she uh, she had power within her, mm-hmm. but when she spoke it, it sounded kind of funky. Yeah. It almost sounded like she was talking backwards. Mm-hmm. So so I went with that. I was going to go with Zatanna. I see. Okay. <laughs> okay. For her. And then uh, for Treebeard, my other backup was Black Tom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he turned into a tree. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, my backup for uh, Galadriel mm-hmm. uh, was Wonder Woman. Okay, just for sheer power. Yep, and 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 knowledge and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I already talked about Namor mm-hmm. for Theoden King. Yep. My my other backup for Elrond that that fit my description. Uh huh. Perfect. Uh huh. Nick Fury. Okay. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Bringing all kinds of people together and, you know, doesn't worry about being liked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can exactly. See um, my backup for Saruman mm-hmm. was against someone who could uh, bring uh, forces to bear, but wasn't necessarily the great power. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lex Luthor. Okay. Yeah. 
And then my backup for Sauron was, yeah, again, the whole dominated everybody under my thumb. Mm -hmm. I can kill you with a whim. Mm -hmm. And has uh, things going on with his eyes. (laughs) Dark, Dark side. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Definitely. Yeah. Solid, solid backup there. All right. So I'm going to run through my casting. You run through your casting, and then we'll talk about draft number 15. Okie dokie. So my casting for Gollum was a Moloid. My casting for Sauron was the Executioner. Saruman got Mandarin, Elrond, Namor, Theoden, Tony Stark, Aomer, Thor, Eowyn, She-Hulk, Galadriel, Emma Frost, Treebeard, Swamp Thing. All right, and my my list goes uh, Sauron is Doctor Doom, Saruman is Magneto, Elrond, Batman, Theoden, the Vision, Aomer, the Thing, Eowyn, the Lady Sif, Galadriel. Adriel, Jean Grey, Treebeard, played by Groot, and mm-hmm. Gollum, played by the Joker. Nice, nice. All right. Well, here's what we're doing next time. This one is a little bit of a strange one for us because it's not as concrete as pretty much all of our other drafts. But I thought it would be fun to do. Now, I don't exactly have a good explanation for the setup. Like before we've said, we both own a comic book company or we're both casting Lord of the Rings films. Like that's very concrete here. We may have to say something like there's two alternate universes and we're each the deity of pop culture. Like I, like there's not a great way to (laughs) explain it. We've both got a video game that mirrors like, I, I don't know, but the draft that we are doing It's going to be seven items, and it is going to be things that, in our own little reality that we are governing, would be removed from pop culture. This can be storylines we're sick of, this can be an actor we're sick of, this can be a type of news story that we're sick of seeing, whatever it is, but we are ditching seven things from pop culture that will no longer exist in that realm. Well, I, I think, I, I truly hope that we're in the same reality because that would mean 14 things would be gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah. would make me happy. Yeah. There's, there's at least that many things that need to go away. So it can be, it can be as specific as, this one actor needs to go away, or it can be as broad as this kind of character cannot be cast in movies or television shows or whatever, or television shows based on this, whatever it is. It's pretty broad. It can be interpreted, yeah, pretty broadly, but I think it'd be kind of fun to think through what are we just sick of in pop culture? Right. So that's where we're going next time. So we'll. This we'll, sounds fun. Dude. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Even though I've only got a couple in my head already, I think it's going to be fun to sit down and work through. I think it'll take me longer than a normal draft, but I think it's going to be fun. So we'll do that next time. Hopefully, in a couple of weeks. Thank you all for listening. And if you want to contact us, you can contact us through the email that uh, I largely check shortly before we're going to record because no one ever sends us anything, so I don't check it every day anymore. But not, not even Cody. No, he 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 texts me, but oh. he, he doesn't he doesn't email. No one emails. E- email is too slow. I've gotten one spam email. <laughs> even spam doesn't like to bother us that much, and that's not an invitation for anyone to sign us up for spam e- spam emails. <laughs> <laughs> but the email address for you to not sign us up for spam is the draft podcast at hotmail.com. You can also tweet us. I'm at comic fan Adam. Bill is at will deck 69. 
you can reach either of us that way if you want to just shoot something short to us. You won't be able to get your whole draft pick in there probably, but that's what the email is for. Or, you know what, Facebook. You could do Facebook. You could do Facebook. We don't have just, a Facebook site, but you could search for no, us. But our, our, our names, our names are on there. Yeah, absolutely, and and there's probably no other Adam Smiths anywhere, so no. I'll be easy to find. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be the most reliable method. Someone somewhere is just. Why are they sending me this? Who is this person? <laughs> But, you know, give it a go if you like. might be fun. Right. (laughs) But, all right, that's been the draft. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.